the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Now, Joe Biden collapsing, failing, destroying the country because, A, he's an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. That's that's the biggest story. The man is pathetically sick, and we have more evidence as he tries to speak in public. Just somebody get the dingbat vice president, and let's get the game on the road here. But, obviously, um, we have callers on the line. Listen, when it comes to Tyree Nichols, I believe I addressed it on Friday. An unbelievable tragedy. And those policemen are once again just another example of what happens when people assume job titles have character, have integrity, have dignity. They don't. Only human beings do. And out of all of the human beings, only a third are good people. The rest are too lazy to decide whether to be good or bad. And then there's another third of absolute rotten rats. That's just the way it breaks down. And throughout history, you can look at it all. When you give people jobs they do not deserve, calamity follows each and every time. And I don't care if it's a school bus driver, a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief, or cops. You understand? So let's go back to the hiring practices. And let's see how somebody could hire these five fracking morons to do anything. To do anything. Anything, And then you realize how government operates. It doesn't hire people because of the content of their character. It doesn't do that anymore. You have a Supreme Court justice who is hired because of skin color. So this is a tragedy, and I don't care who the victim is. But the real tragedy started long ago when we thought we could hire our way into something other than failure. So these are five idiots who all got together and did a giant stupid thing. And I'll tell you what, I hear all the little guys, oh, they should go to jail. Absolutely. I've been beat by cops. I'm one of the few radio hosts. I've been arrested. I'm a regular human being. I've been robbed in a dice game. They took our money and now throw us out. I've been through it all. And I've been saved by cops because cops are individuals just like everybody else. Some are good. Some are bad. Most are in the middle until there's a decision to be made. So if there's a cop sitting there and he just ran around and said, oh, you're a scumbag too, and you should go to prison for the rest of your miserable life. What do you think of that? Now, can I move on? Because here's the reality. This will be operated and manipulated on by the same players 
The reverence from the churches of perpetual tax evasion. You know the scumbags. I guess Jesse Jackson still laid on his alimony checks, but he could show up drooling on himself with a, in a wheelchair waiting for somebody to cut him a check. Because he doesn't give a rip about these people any more than he did. If he did, he would give you some perspective. In the year 2017, you know how many Hispanics were shot dead by police? Tragic. 180. 180 people. You know how many blacks were? 222 blacks in the year 2017, shot and killed by the police. Isn't that terrible? Do you know how many white people? Oh, even a CPS student can figure out this is big. 458 white people were shot and killed by the police in 2017. That's uh, double for those CPS students of black people. And it's pretty much the same thing throughout the year. In 2022, it turns out 374 white people were shot and killed by the police. 220 black people. Now, here's the thing. I'd like to think they all deserved it. And if they were raping your sister, breaking into your daughter's house, then good. Shoot every one of those rat bastards. However, if they didn't deserve it, then the police who shoot them, you get to go away for the rest of your life, too. Because that's called consequences of living. And that's the one thing Americans hate. They hate consequences. They would rather be told anything other than consequences. And that leads us to our current situation of liars, cheats, and thieves pretending to be representatives. And nobody does that better than the dimwit in diapers. Nobody. Rights, so that's fitting we honor him in this way. Frederick Douglass. Look. We have- See, that would be okay, except he was at a Martin Luther King event. Let's listen to this fracking moron one more time. Rights, so that's fitting we honor him in this way. Frederick Douglass, look, we have a lot to do. You Democrats make me sick to my stomach because you don't even give a rip. All you want is something for nothing. And that's when we bring in your girl. Another affirmative action dimwit who got there because I think she can carry a tune and really doesn't need much clothing. Let's talk about how you get a line of credit. Who of us grew up with our parents talking about a phrase, line of credit? You know what's funny about this, Squirrel? Her father, whose name is Donald, just like Donald J. Trump. Donald Harris is a renowned economics professor. Did you know that, Squirrel? Now, he teaches at Stanford, and he calls himself... See, he calls himself a Marxist economics professor, which basically means he's a professor in failure because Marxism doesn't have economics. It has tyranny and it has extortion. It has the same plan that Kamala Harris regurgitates when she can talk. In the meantime, you mean to tell me you grew up in a house with an economics professor who never spoke of a line of what is this line of credit you speak of, Peppy? Right. This is th- these are things you learn if someone takes the time to teach you because they know. That's now talk to me like I'm a poodle. And you're right, honey. And that's called raising kids, you fracking moron. And apparently you and your college-educated ed- parents, they didn't raise you too well. Because in my house, I think I heard about a binky, a baba, and a line of credit. Because in my house, we raise people, human beings, successes, Americans that refuse to be leeches and roaches and welfare rats. Those are also known as your constituents, honey. We are doing the work that is about collaborating around the small businesses that will need to do the work that will be the result of all the. Oh, God. 
She's brilliant, isn't she, Squirrel? Do the work of that. Here's what this dimwit, her number one agenda, is the number two plank of the Communist Manifesto called the Progressive Tax. Small businesses carry the bulk of all tax loads. And if that's not enough, this moron wants to implement an inheritance tax of about 80%. What does that look like for small businesses? Huh, stupid? The trillions of dollars we're putting into the infrastructure of our country, including the almost trillion dollars that we're going to be putting into a whole new economy that is called a clean energy economy. Right? It's not a clean energy economy, dimwit. Put your clothes on. What that's called is steering. It's called backdoor nationalizing. It's called fluffing. Oh, that you know. It's called fluffing up your campaign contributors, isn't it? Tramp. When I was vice president, I flew over a million miles on Air Force Two. And I was uh, going home. Now, he's told this story, Squirrel, since the 80s. He's told it since the 80s. Then when he was the vice president of stupidity under he likes big butts and he cannot lie, Barack Obama. He continued to tell the story. And his sons, both of them, the dead one and the dope head, both of them sat on the board of Amtrak because Senator Joe was a money launderer. So here we go with the same old story. Come on, dimwit, dementia face, spit it out. As the United States, uh, as vice president, that, that, one that. of the conductors said to me, hey, Joe, big deal, million, whatever, 200, you said you would all. He's forgetting the story that he's told 10,000 times, Squirrel, because the dementia, it's eating his brain like termites. By the time it's over with, he's just going to have a little spittle on his shirt, and that's it. Well, you've traveled over a million miles on Amtrak. So how the hell do you know that? And they added it up at their, but folks, look. Oh, that's riveting. That's riveting. Whatever we do, let's follow this idiot into the abyss. How could it end? I ran for president to build an economy from the bottom up on the middle out. Bring back good paying jobs you can raise a family on. Whether or not you went to college. To give working families a little more breathing room. To invest in ourselves again. To invest in America again. That's what we've How's it going? Hey, hey, dummy. If you're not on welfare, how's it going? You having a good time? See, because the American government... They don't build economies. That's not their function. That's not their job. European totalitarian socialist countries do that. But what we are experiencing is the economic feudalism. Learn that word, boys and girls, because out of feudalism came the Enlightenment. That's what this country is based on. Because up until then, governments, inbred royalty that married their cousins like the ones in England, those ugly bastards and the rest of them. They like to build the economy for their people from the bottom up and the middle out and the guts on ghoul. In the meantime, this only exists by redistributing our wealth, taking it from the makers and giving it to the, to the takers. Now, that's one thing. That's one thing if the takers were only in this country. But they're not. The takers are anybody that bribes these idiot whores. This morning, Ukraine's government is in the midst of a purge. Several senior officials, including the deputy defense minister, have resigned amid sweeping corruption allegations. The government's shakeup comes as Kyiv awaits a decision by Germany on whether it will allow Poland to export its leopard tanks. By the way, it's Kiev, honey, like the chicken with the butter in it. Delicious. In the meantime, what you have here is our hundred plus billion dollars being stolen by whores, Nazis, sympathizers of Nazis who celebrated Stefan Bandera on this New Year's Day, not 1943, this one. 
We're giving them money, not because we believe in anything. Everybody knows what this is. In the meantime, they want planes and they want World War III. And I'm here to tell you, absolutely not. I'm done with the proxy war between the former Iron Curtain Soviets. I don't give a rip what they do. I want my country safe. I want my country secure. And I want my money back, whore. For one, I think that uh, we uh, we began to... Uh... He oh, lost. God. He lost his train of thought. Somebody get the tramp in. At least we could put her on a table. And by the way, I, when we talk about our small businesses, it, not only is it intergenerational, but also we've got entrepreneurs in their teens and 20s to families who have been doing this for generations and, in, you know, our seniors. And so it's really... In spite of your abuse, in spite of your corruption, in spite of your failure, not because of it. Those companies are Ponzi schemes, and they're created to be a money laundering system between the good people and the rats such as yourself. They're called Democrats. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Phil Collins? How's that, huh? I can name Phil Collins in very slow tunes. He's still alive, right? I heard Bobby Hall died. Bobby Hall, he used to drink at my uh, godfather's bar on occasion in Spring in, uh, on Spring Road in Elmer's called the Spring Inn. Hello, guy. You didn't want to upset him, though. He was had a propensity to punch people in the kisser. Asked to describe where America is headed in the next year. More than two-thirds use negative words and phrases, downhill, wrong track, disaster, hard times, and uncertain. It's both sides of the aisle, folks. This isn't just one-sided. Full 71% of Americans say the nation is on the wrong track. We are in the longest sustained period of a wrong track number that high in the history of our poll. It's nearly been two and a half years of this sustained pessimism. It's longer. Well, that's because you have an illegitimate president who stole the most important office in the world and is destroying our country day by day. Well, he insists he's doing well. I ran for president to build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. To bring back good paying jobs you can raise a family on, whether or not you went to college. To give by the way, Squirrel, I think what's so aggravating for a person my age is that I really remember the country thriving under not just a great president, but great people. And those are the same people that laughed this idiot off the stage, recognized him for not just the asset of enemies foreign and domestic and a union bagman whore, but as a liar and a thief. It was 1988. It was great. And back then, you wouldn't believe this, squirrel. We had an old president. He was old for the time. Of course, in this uh, current climate, he'd be doing jumping jacks around these guys. And they used to say he had dementia. I'm going to play for you something. That was his second term. When they were saying he had dementia, he were making fun of him, and everyone was making fun of him, versus this dimwit in diapers with the dementia face you have as president now. Idle industries have cast workers into unemployment, human misery, and personal indignity. Those who do work are denied a fair return for their labor by a tax system which penalizes successful achievement and keeps us from maintaining full productivity. Sound familiar, Squirrel? Uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, 
Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Hey, I got a vexing uh, thing I want to ask you about. Now, Did you say vexing? I, uh, I don't know. It probably fits in, too, but it's perplexing. It's got me oh, wondering. Oh, you're perplexed. Yeah. You're, let's just call it your Biden. You're Joe Biden. You don't know which side of the stage to get off or what the hell you're supposed to talk about. Go ahead. Yeah, I got like a Biden moment here on something. Now, here's the thing. Oh. So... This Romney rant, uh, Rom, Rona rant, Romney, whatever, for the uh, DNC chair. She's, she's terrible. She's a loser and everything. I didn't want to see her get in there or anything like that. But here's the thing. First of all, it started out, didn't uh, see, but that Harmony Dillon, she's dynamite. She'd come in there, she'd clean house like crazy and be really, really good and be almost like a, a Trump in there or something like that. But Trump didn't come out against that uh, uh, Rony rant, didn't uh, come out for Harmony Dillon. And then the worst thing that's perplexing me is I heard today that there was Trump people that were supporting Rona, the, the rant. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, it's bad enough he didn't uh, support your, was uh, your Harmony Dillon. Not, was your heart not broken with the 271 lobbyists he immediately put around them, Or his dimwit lowlife scumbag son-in-law? Was your heart not already devastated as he embraced that Paul Manafort, Wayne Newton-looking freak, scumbag whore that he is? Or how about the idiot with the Nixon tattoo, Roger Stone? See, you're supposed to love all of that if you love Trump. See, what you he have to do is start to, start to recognize that Donald Trump had some great policies. Phenomenal. Best foreign policy, best domestic energy policy, bar none. And that's it. And that's it. You are right, but he's, he's bad on picking people. Well, then he can't, he's not good enough for me now. Now, now move along, right? Because if you support Mitt Romney's niece, you're in on the scam, brother. And that's another reason you don't give the RNC five cents, not five cents. Do not fall into that trap of funding. They're not getting nothing else from me. They won't get another penny from me. That's right. You give to people. Not institutions, especially when they've proven themselves to be corrupted. They like this game. They're all in on the money to the most corrupt former Soviet Union country on the planet. They can't give it enough. In the meantime, it's all one giant fraud. And I will not per participate. Do we have time for Jan? How much time I got? Jan, Florida. Hey, listen, I'm from Illinois, but listen, I heard that um, Ken Griffin is funding potential presidential campaign for DeSantis, and I know you hate Ken Griffin. I, I don't hate him. I hate that he's a scam artist, and I hate that he gave $53 million to the most corrupt Republicans in Illinois, and they're still planning to take that money and run for the Senate and all the rest of it. Okay. I think that, you know, but what I think about Ken Griffin is he's probably decided he doesn't want Florida to become Illinois. Ken Griffin could do whatever he wants with his money, but I still want to know why it matters if the tower is close to the server. That doesn't sound good to me. Okay. Yeah. So Thank you. I'm not surprised. Ken Griffin is driving up prostitution been... prices on the east coast of Florida and apparently campaign <laughs> contributions. So good for Ken Griffin. I just want to know if okay. I ever get divorced, do you think his ex-wife will have lunch with me? Thank you very much, Jan. Not getting divorced. I love okay, my wife. Bye -bye, Thank you. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show at AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Yeah, play it. This is when Richard Blumenthal was dodging the war. So was Joe Biden. So was Trump. Damn it. Hanging out of a helicopter, hoping not to get shot at 18. You know, and that's another thing. Very good friend of mine texted me during the break. 
and I love him to death, but he's a moron at times. And uh, he's a Republican involved in all the shenanigans and da 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 da. Rana, Rana Romney. I don't even know if that's her. She's got a married name, but it doesn't matter. She looks like Mitt Romney in a wig. She is Mitt Romney. And in the meantime, she was going to win in the same fashion Kevin McCarthy was going to win because they like second place. I will not participate in the kabuki theater of what is called a Republican Party rather than what it really is, a duopoly of corruption and corporatism. They like the same scams. That's why we're at a place where the debt is unbelievable. Only political whores could have bankrupted this country. And we are bankrupt. And I don't give a rip how many Ponzi schemes they have going to pretend it isn't. It is bankrupt. So the way that you invest in something, my dear friend, and the way you change your opinion is when that entity has a new innovation, new leadership, and a new direction. If it does not, you hired the same moron who just nearly lost everything. And the only reason she won the small majority in the House is why? Because you had a lying scum in New York and you didn't vet, you didn't do a damn thing. I wouldn't give that RNC five fracking cents. They're the same ones who kiss the ass of old lady face Mitch McConnell, the itchy Mitch, the Mitch Hawk, scumbag, lowlife, rat bastard that he is. And he's never been more secure. Rich, Indian Head Park. That's why I don't give the Republicans, Rich. Hello, hello, Sean. Uh, hope you had a good weekend. Oh, I had a terrible weekend. I was in that sewer. You couldn't even go out of your house. Uh-huh. You don't live in that sewer. You survive it. Go ahead. Yeah. The question I wanted to ask you is a simple one. How long are we going to keep sending money to Ukraine and equipment? Because <laughs> the way I look at it, they don't have a chance to win. You know, Rich, they lost already. I, they lost months ago. We were fighting there. Right. Our guys are getting killed. Please, they stole the money. They absconded these rats. In the meantime, you're the answer to your question for as long as they can get away with it. You're talking about a major score here, babe. This is a score. Right. And you know, when it comes to Ukraine, I want you to think of something. You got to think about it in the right fashion. Also, Paulie could do anything, especially run up bills on the joint's credit. And why not? Nobody's going to pay for it anyway. And as soon as the deliveries are made in the front door, you move this stuff out the back and sell it at a discount. Now I ask you, is Henry Hill talking about liquor or weapons in Ukraine? Take a $200 case of booze and you sell it for 100 It doesn't matter. It's all profit. And then finally, talking about the weapons there's nothing in left Ukraine. And <laughs> you can't borrow another buck from the bank or buy another case of booze, you bust the joint out. There you go. He's not talking about some tavern in New Jersey. He's talking about the foreign policy of Joe Biden in America. And that's why they're all in on it. It's one giant freaking racket, kid. So they're going to give money until, the, until we plebes continue to pretend it's okay. Sick. Yep. Zelensky with his Transformer shirt on. I really don't give a rip about it. Thank you very much. I was more interested in the Ukrainian people and fighting for them when they were victims of their own government. Killing them for an eight-year civil war that not a Democrat scumbag either knows about or wants to talk about. Whatever happened to those people? There were 25,000 that we knew, including the ones they burned in the church and tortured, the Azov Battalion. You know, the Nazis. Not my family, baby. We kill Nazis. We don't fund them. Bill on the south side. 
Yeah, I heard you say that uh, uh, Pritzker would be happy with Mike Lindell's seats. But I don't know he made them in uh, parachute size. He makes them for a California king bed, which Pritzker can turn into a twin. And what I said is, even <laughs> if you're built like Pritzker and you're a sweaty, fat, cheese-smelling slob, the sheets will last 10 years. That's quality, Bill. Quality. Words are important. Terry Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Hey, do you, uh, I, don't, I don't watch that junk show called The View. But uh, did you see what this Whoopi Goldberg said? Whoopi Goldberg. Here's what I saw Whoopi Goldberg on Friday. We don't know the specifics, but just real quick, I was... hear that? Why are all of these Democrats so gassy? Whether it's Swalwell, here's Whoopi Friday. We don't know the specifics, but just real quick, I was... She's a farter, too. Here's Whoopi from a little while ago. When will the brutality finally lead to some police reform from the ground up? Because clearly... It doesn't matter if it's a white policeman or a black policeman. It is a problem in the police, in the policing yeah. itself, you know. So now, does she fart in any other orifice out of her mouth right now with the words? Who gives a rip what Whoopi Goldberg says? She obviously can't even figure out the calorie count on everything she's shoving down her mouth. She looks like Marlon Brando. I really don't give a rip about Whoopi Goldberg. Thank you. No, how does, yeah. she, how does her network allow her to have a job? Of, of how, how she said, which you didn't play the clip, of uh, does it take for some white people to get I think beat it's down at the end. The here, here, here. These things don't seem to make sense to people unless it's somebody they can feel or they can recognize. Mm-hmm. But how many times do we have to, do we need to see white people also get beaten before anybody will do anything? I'm not suggesting that. So don't write us and tell me what a, you know, what a racist I am. I'm just asking, no, 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 is, that, is that what people have to see? I've been beat by the cops on three separate occasions, Harry. Deserved almost every one of them. I've been beat twice. Oh, I've been beat, handcuffed, bleeding on myself. I deserved it. And that's what she doesn't want. See, in this world, there is no deserving if you're a Democrat. They can pick and choose. I'm more interested in the statistics from 2017 to 2022, when twice as many white people were killed by the cops than black. Oh, wow. Because here's here's, here's another thing I don't care about. If they deserved it, you know what I say to the cops? Good shooting. If they didn't, let's take those cops and Van Dyke them all. I'm fine with that. You go sit in the Hooskow. And he didn't get enough time. See, I can do both. I think, therefore I am. I don't look at things through just a color. But that's what she does. That's where her bread is buttered. And you ask how she could keep her job. That's how she got it, brother. She's not qualified for that any more than Kamala Harris is. The only difference is nobody wanted to see Whoopi with her clothes off. Thank you very much, Terry. Tina, keep them on. Lord, come get some dinner. Keep them on, Whoopi. You got the job. For God's sakes, just get out of the office. 312-642-5600. Where are your eyebrows? I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Love the meatloaf. Meatloaf. How did he die? He had, a, he had a cancer, didn't he? By the way, we got an uptick in uh, heart attacks. Unexplained. I don't know what it could be. Yeah, me <laughs> Another thing with Trump. Warp speed, my ape. Matt Gray's Lake. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, how are you? Hey, um, you know, I am. I am what I am. I've been uh, listening to you tonight, and you spoke about Ukraine and 
I wanted to see if you saw the Funker 530. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't want to get into it. I thought you were going to go into the, the into Seinfeld. Hey, I have from you, Grain. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. All right. Go now, ahead. I, I was wondering if you saw the video that Funker 530 had on today. And if, if you don't watch their stuff, it's fantastic because you can see all of the drones that Ukraine are using dropping little $5 a piece. HEs on on Russian tanks. That's us. We sent them 130 billion dollars. Yeah, and they're and they're and they're using drones. Forgive me. Of, that, know, that's going to trace back to Blackwater, which I don't think is called Blackwater oh, anymore. But they're well, all mercenaries well, listen, nonetheless. There's a deal. You're, I'm an ex-contractor, and I can tell you, yeah, that's who's there. But and that's exactly what I was going to mention. Funker has a has a video on. It's a bunch of guys that are supposedly, quote, volunteer fighters. They're taking on a, a team of Spetsnaz who, who, are, who are in a house. And, they're, and, and every single guy in the video, except for the one who the camera's mounted on his helmet, has an American accent. Oh. And they're calling each other out by name. Now, here's the deal, Sean. The guy that, the guy that, that has the camera mounted, he's, he's spraying and praying. He's a, he's a, mm-hmm. he's, he has a he has a Slavic accent, but it sounds like it's Americanized or, or Europeanized. It's not it's not super thick like what you'd expect. <clears throat> he's spraying and praying. He's almost shooting all of his own guys. Anyways, they fight these guys for fifteen minutes, and then they all get smoked by a by a uh, uh, an artillery round. Matt, there are that two things. The guys in the house. There are two things. I am very aware of what was happening since twenty fourteen. In Ukraine, I was an oh, I advocate that people make certain that we address the breaking of the Minsk Accords, the Minsk Agreements, and that we recognize that this this country that we at that time were funding through Barack Obama, that is during the the Biden billion dollars in the investigation, all the skullduggery, that they were killing. Minsk was all people. set up. But here's the thing, Matt: there were two exposés by Canadian news, by American news, that exposed their military as the tornadoes and the Azovs. I say that very specifically. And they are Nazis. And that's why their swastikas are tweaked on the flags. Matt, we don't fund them in, in this America. They are responsible for the deaths of not just... Millions of, of Europeans, but hundreds of thousands of Americans. And you're giving them fracking Sean, money? Listen. Forget about it. Da- game over, listen. Matt. I went long, Matt. Game over with that nonsense. In the meantime, let's focus on a little Ukraine. Former Deputy Head of Ukraine's Presidential Office, Kirill Timoshenko, holding up his handwritten resignation letter. He's one of several top officials who've resigned after President Vladimir Zelensky pledged to launch a government shakeup amid allegations of high-level corruption. Deputy Defense Minister Vyacheslav Shapovalov also quit following allegations. Oh, there's a couple. Hi, God, where's the money? I don't know. We have that Democrat dimwit from Maine, wherever the hell he's from. He said he saw the ledger. Everything's accounted for. This morning, Ukraine's government is in the midst of a purge. Several senior officials, including the deputy defense minister, have resigned amid sweeping corruption allegations. The government shakeup comes as Kiev awaits a decision by Germany on whether it will allow Poland to export its leopard tanks. NBC News chief foreign correspondent. Yeah, let's let Germany make the decision. They have a track record of really doing the right thing. Angle joins us now for more on this. So, Richard, first, who are some of these figures stepping down and why? So what we're seeing here is the Ukrainian government cleaning house, and this is yeah, a move that... Yeah, we- that's what you're seeing. No, I don't think that's what you're seeing. Here's what you're seeing. 
You want to know? I, I, I got this clip, too, of the Ukrainian government. They're not cleaning house. This is what it sounds like in the uh, presidential palace. I talked to you before, didn't I? Didn't I say what's going on? Didn't I say not to go buy anything for a while? Yeah, it's a wedding gift, Jimmy. It's from my mother. It's under her name. I just got married. Look at that car. Shoot me, Dolly, for just a second. I just got married. Johnny, are you nuts? What are you getting excited for, Jimmy? What am I getting excited for? You stupid. We got a million fools out there. Everybody's watching us. You get a car. What are you telling me I'm excited? My mother's name. It's a wedding gift. Whose name it's under? Are you stupid or what? Did you hear what I said? Don't buy anything. Don't get anything. Nothing big. Did you hear what I said? What's the matter with you? How many Porsches are at the presidential palace in Kiev? Like the chicken. Scott Portage, Indiana. Yeah, Sean. I just wanted to uh, elaborate on uh, uh, Ronald McDaniel and uh, what I heard on War Room this morning. Mike Lindell, suppose with Ron, with uh, 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 Harmy, are supposed to be holding their, her feet to the fire, and something's going to give. Scott, their, brother, their, this is all that's all bull dung, brother. I, I hate to tell you, I don't care who says it. I don't care who says it. What do you mean, hold her feet to the fire? How does that work? In the meantime, she sat there for how many years? Maybe they're going to try to find out the 111 that uh, that voted for this broad. Scott, I'm going to tell you right now, it's Kabuki Theater. You're being played. The money flow is what they're interested in. They're in on the whole scam, too. And uh, uh, does Ronna get to wear the burlap pants, too, or is it just the fellas? I don't know. Call her Uncle Mitt. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. Really looking forward to my next guest. He is the CEO, co-founder of Good Kid Productions. His online documentaries have attracted millions and millions of people. What I like about his perspective is he actually comes at it with a degree in philosophy. That is something that too many people operate their entire life without. I am really looking forward to this documentary, and I'm upset that I haven't seen it, but I just learned of it. His name is Rob Montz. His new documentary, The Broken Boys of Kenosha, Jacob Blake, Kyle Rittenhouse, and The Lies We Still Live By. Rob, thank you for joining me, and I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. No, that's great, and that's the first and potentially only time someone's ever complimented me for having an undergraduate degree in philosophy. Thank you for that. I'm going to cherish that for the rest of my life. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, a person's philosophy is how they approach life itself, and when you're doing work of really what is the work of investigative reporting, it's important to have a philosophy. Otherwise, you get dragged off into the deep water of the beautiful bald-faced lies, and before you know it, the entire country is starting to look like the former Soviet Union. Well, there's philosophy in terms of, like, preset precepts about foundational questions that one ascribes to, which is one thing, but then there's philosophy, which is just like a skeptical disposition, right? Yes. And a willingness to lean on logic and facts insofar as you're capable of mustering them as opposed to uh, blind group think and partisan allegiances. And I'd the aspiration, at least, is that we do the latter. I increasingly, in terms of my hard philosophical commitments as I 
mosey into middle age. I actually feel them loosening ever so slightly, but I think that actually makes for better documentaries. And I think that's hopefully going to be exhibited in the doc that we're um, we're going right. to talk about today. And I yeah. hate the fact that we've been dragged off to the Kantian no such reality, no objective fact. That is a recipe for disaster. And we've been in those waters for 70 years, 60 years. And, uh, you know, we have to get back to at least an objective fact that is harder right. and harder to come by. So I'm, I'm curious to know what are some of the lies we still live by when it comes to what we all saw in Kenosha. And because I say we all saw is that we're Chicagoans and we were watching it very closely. We were part of it. So the... Um the doc that we're talking about is on our YouTube channel uh, on Good Kid Productions, and also people can just go to goodkidproductions.com just so that it's free to watch. It's under some uh, heavy-handed gangster uh, traffic throttling tactics right now from our <laughs> Google overlords that we can get into later if you'd like to discuss it. Oh, I absolutely but it do. Accessible and it's for free. And as yeah. far as I can tell, they're not going to take a DNA sample. So Kenosha, just to remind your listeners, was in the summer of 2020. It's just kind of mid-sized Midwestern town that birthed two mega viral news incidences. And this is about a couple weeks after George Floyd, a black man by the name of Jacob Blake gets shot by a white police officer and it's captured on a smartphone and uploaded to Facebook. And it goes super, super viral. And basically all the establishment media operations, the people that kind of tell America the story about itself, all in lockstep, basically said, this is George Floyd 2.0. This is a new act of vicious institutional racism. Then because of their hype, which they've been trying to do again in Memphis, you might have noticed. <laughs> yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Hype. Yeah. yeah, they they ended up inspiring somewhere between five to 6,000 outside. I mean, they would say freedom fighters, anti-racism uh, protesters, the new Nelson Mandela's, uh, or someone, some people might say violent rioters to descend upon Kenosha. And over the course of 72 hours, those five to 6,000 people ended up incinerating billions of dollars of businesses in Kenosha. And on the third night of riots is when Kyle Rittenhouse comes to Kenosha. And we can get, I, I don't want to spoil too much for the audience, but there, there are a certain set of lies about Jacob Blake's shooting that we kind of carefully dissect in part based upon an interview that we did with former attorney general Bill Bob. We got to burn away that propaganda. So but, what, I, what I love about so it is I, it's only 28 it, it, minutes. Is that right? That's all it is. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's tight, it's compact, but 28 minutes in the year 2023 in the age of TikTok, it might as well be roots, right? I mean, that's a long time to demand people's, but I'd like to think that we earn it. But I also, ultimately, though, we do criticize a certain kind of overreaction on the right to what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse, not to defame him, I mean, not necessarily to even criticize him, but what we did, what we found over the course of our investigation is a trauma that connects Jacob Blake and Kyle Rittenhouse and two other key figures in the Kenosha, in the Kenosha tragedy. And so a now, trauma that's, that's extraordinarily important for the future of America that got missed by kind of establishment media. So now your, your I'm, I'm going to gather, and, I, and forgive me if I'm wrong, your, your conception of me and this show is that I am on the right. I pose this to you. I believe in only Americanism. I am the historic classic liberal, and I view everything through that lens, and I try to. I don't have a team. I am an army of one, and I love it that way. My favorite sentence is table for one, so that's how I think politically. I don't watch any sports, so I'm well-versed in this particular case. 
What I found outrageous is the original call of why the police were called. And I say that because I look at things as a father. I was raised by women. I'm protective of women. And when somebody attacks women, I don't like it. So I made the decision that this particular person was a scoundrel and a scallywag. That being said, I don't want to see undeserved pain, but I do want to see deserved pain. So where have I gone wrong in the beginning? No, so we go through, there were seven sacred tenants of Jacob Blake's martyrdom that, that were erected by like CNN, MSNBC, Good Morning America, New York Times, like basically all of these kind of corporate establishment in lockstep. There's seven particular things all of them told us were true about this guy who's George Floyd 2.0. And we show that every single one of those seven is a lie. And I, and I think I like uh, there's a couple of them that you might be familiar with. I mean, in particular, like the fact that he was called, that Jacob Blake was there. Sorry, the cops were there because Jacob Blake was about to steal the car owned by his kind of on and off girlfriend who he was currently. Um, so was she lying in the original call? No, and, okay. no, 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 no. So she, she's, um, she's, she calls the cops there and, um, because she's worried that he's about to steal her car and her car at the moment the police arrive have two of her children in it. And she's screaming at them when the cops arrive, please don't let him take the car. The car has my kids and he has my keys and he won't give them back. Okay. So what got, we were told by the kind of, you know, narrative setting institutions in this country was an act of, violent white supremacy by a white police officer against innocent black man was a white police officer preventing the kidnapping of two black boys. But that's like just the beginning of the insanity of the propaganda surrounding the shooting. There's a lot of other stuff that kind of conservative critics of this particular incident I don't think are familiar with, and we get into it in length in, in the documentary. Now, is this thing going to be up on YouTube? Because I understand you are under the lens of the new Fabians, and they don't like your work. Well, it's, it's up on there now. It's done extremely well in terms of viewership um, and likes and comments and shares, but I actually wrote about this in the Daily Wire. It got age-restricted. Uh, I, I don't want to be boring, but there's I had to confirm. I just logged on. I had to confirm my age in the whole nine yards. So uh, uh, it's it's it, technically this restriction is about preventing mature subject matter from reaching minors. Part of the problem is everything in our documentary that is even plausibly mature is pulled from other news sources that are themselves not age restricted. Right? And if it gets age restricted, it dramat. You can't share it. You can't, you can't share it with outside websites. You can't embed it in outside websites. And it also, you have to log in to watch it. And the algorithm in YouTube will not recommend it at nearly the same rate it will for a non-age-restricted documentary. And the fun, the weird thing is, though, I wrote about it on the Daily Wire. And, like, literally within two hours of me writing about it, YouTube slapped another restriction on it, which is what you just saw, which is you have to hit a button acknowledging that you know what you're about to watch has mature content in it, which was not there before we publicly wrote about it. And again, I don't want to like, you know. No, Rob, you don't, you don't want to. Rob is like conspiracy theories, but it's very strange. It's a very strange situation. Listen, I just watched Davos. Don't tell me about conspiracy theories. Apparently they're all right. We're living through three and a half years of big pharma shutting down my liberty in every aspect. But, you know, this is the thing as I get older, because I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and know I'm older than you. 
And I've, I'm watching what is happening. And what I'm starting to understand is that it's not the points, it's not the issues that the government supremacists want to discuss. That's what they are, by the way. They're government supremacists. It's the truth versus the noble lie. The ugly truth versus the noble lie. And what they're afraid is that kids will be raised the way I was raised. As an adult, I was never talked to the way Kamala Harris talks to voters. I was talked to like an adult. And my family, my my grandfather, my father, my, my mother, all of them, wanted me to face the ugly truth because life isn't always pretty. In some cases, it's ugly. But you as the individual make the choice to be noble or to be a scoundrel. And when you protect kids from those choices, when you protect them from those decisions, their acceptance of low decisions is very, very high. You can adapt. That's a flaw, I think, of humanity, how you can adapt to low living. And when I read this story, what I thought about as I learned about the story, everybody involved in the story was very comfortable in low living. And that's the real problem with our society. We keep rewarding people for low living and we take away from other people. And this is a recipe for a calamity. And these kind of things, instead of becoming examples of why not to do that, they seem to be weapons of government supremacists of why to double down on their failure. Am I missing something? So, I mean, let me get this clear. In terms of like raw dog, big L, libertarian credentials, I feel like I got I got a sterling resume. My first job ever out of college right. was at the Cato Institute, right? Like I was trying to privatize Social Security in 2006. Like I got street cred. Like I know who Hayek is. I've read Mises. Like I, I know what the arguments are for privatizing the police force. Like this film is showing at Freedom Fest, which is like the, you know, the big libertarian gathering. And so I, 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 that's where I come from. And I know the arguments well. And I think there's something deeply romantic about it and also deeply American about the libertarian tradition. But I will say this, and that actually ties into the themes of the documentary. Having kids myself, it does, it does make you confront the fact, though, that you are not of your own making in a lot of ways. You do have agency. You do have will. There is like the sacred conscience in which you can make choices. You have volition. But things that happen in your formative years, particularly in your home environment, will shape and warp and bend you in ways that you cannot control. And so just to get to the documentary, yes. the thing that we found out that is the shared trauma between Rittenhouse and Blake and, a, and two other key members of the Kenosha story is that they are part of a national trend in this country, uh, a kind of an unspoken catastrophe, which is the catastrophe of boys raised without dads. One out of every three boys in this country today is raised without a father, which is actually the highest rate in the entire world. And there is just ample neurological, psychological evidence to kind of substantiate common sense that boys raised without dads the, the likelihood that their lives will spiral off into violent chaos, chaos has jumped dramatically as a result of that. And that's not to excuse anybody. That's not to engage in moral equivalence between Rittenhouse and Jacob Blake. But it is to point out that all, both of their lives were engulfed in violent chaos. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they also didn't have fathers. But does you, I like that. But I also want to take into account what happens when the father is a perpetrator of violent chaos. Isn't it the mother's obligation to get the children away from the perpetrator of violent chaos? Yeah. I mean, living, being a, being a single mother with your own kids is better than being in a house 
with a monster. There you go. But yeah, I that's important. I, I I hate how that gets lost sometimes, and religious yeah. people do that a lot. You know, the, I, and I, I always I, say, I well, if you're, what about the mother of Hunter Biden's kids? The best thing you could do is get your kids away from this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there's not. I think there is increasingly a message from the likes of like the Joe Rogan, Jocko Willink, David Goggins kind of. Yeah. These kind of it's like intellectual dark web 2.0 2.0 and it's specifically focused on like the new masculinity and their message, which I think is part of the reason it's so potent is because it's so it's been so rare yeah. is to say, well, it's to speak specifically to that catastrophically violent father and to tell him you are failing. You are failing. You are failing your children and you're failing your wife and it's your obligation yeah. to fix yourself. And nobody's going to fix it for you. The Republican Party is not going to no, fix it for please. you. Donald Trump is not going to fix it for you. No. Anthony Fauci is not going to fix it for you, right? Yeah. The, the, the Philadelphia Eagles are not going to fix it for you. <laughs> it's your responsibility. Sorry, the Atlanta Falcons are not going to fix it for you. Yeah. You know, so it's, it, and it's your job on a daily basis to make good choices in order to improve oh, yourself that. and improve your family situation. I absolutely love that. I really do. And that's important because, you know, we get in this society where we think there's blanket solutions. There's these solutions of a blanket. You could put it on everybody. And the reality is that's a lie. It's an individual life and it's the character of that individual. Now, what stokes it and what destroys it, that's what we need to talk about. But, you know, whenever I get dragged into the fatherless kids, I remind myself, I think there's what, about 50% of the founding fathers were raised without a father. They didn't do too bad. But in the meantime, I love the idea that this is still up on YouTube, where I am not. So after this interview, if you get canned, it's directly because of me. <laughs> in the meantime, it's been a wonderful time, and I want to have you back for whatever you produce. And I look forward to this, and I guarantee you we're going to up your numbers tonight. So the name of the new documentary yeah, is The Broken Boys. make it worth it for me to get canned? <laughs> oh, yeah, don't worry. We'll all be worth it. You're all you're part of the family now. It's The Broken yeah, Boys you, of Kenosha, J- Jacob Blake, Kyle Rittenhouse, and The Lies We Still Live By. Rob, is it months? Months, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm No, really, and, and, and where can they go to check out if you do get taken down? It's important. Uh, I'm on Rumble. Are you on Rumble, or is it strictly your own site? Yeah, we're on Rumble. For now, everybody go to YouTube and juice those numbers. They can also fo- they can go to goodkidproductions.com and see the rest of our stuff. We have a lot of other mini-docs of this vein. Again, just a very quick plug, which is we're, the thesis of the company is that we operate at the same level of craftsmanship and production value as a place like Netflix, but mm-hmm. with investigating and debunking certain progressive pieties that are in favor in places like Hollywood or in places like kind of establishment corporate media. Well, so it's that foreign it's policy that level one. of production, but it's also but it's investigating the topics that they won't touch and articulating I, the ideas that they won't talk about. Listen, I'm going to be involved. I'm going to keep an eye on you. I want you, and let me know if you need help with anything. Come back, all right? Will do. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. As you listen to these failures... These corrupt political whore demigods. Talk about crafting America and their vision of a utopia you can never reach. You realize that the country has no philosophy. What is the philosophy of America? When we were young, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, 
freedom, and justice for all. Americanism. I don't hear it anymore. I hear different versions of government supremacy. The problem is the people who are spewing it, the people in charge, the illegitimate party in charge, they have no concept what it is. And that's why the most offensive part of this is they pretend they're helping you the whole time taking credit for successes they did not achieve and guaranteeing failure they've always achieved. And it's constant and it's forever. As long as we pretend that political whores, people who've never done anything, they're lawyers that never practice law and they've managed to use law as their weapon versus the intent of law, which is our shield. Scott in Worth, Illinois. Hey, Sean, how you doing today? Good, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic. You know, I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. I love that, brother. It takes, it takes, I love the guys that pick up the phone. Yes, sir. My sister and I were talking. We're, we're both junkies on your show. All right. And, uh, you know, we're really sick of, like, this whole RNC bulldog and... And we're we're trying to figure out a way. How do you get rid of these corrupt politicians and and people that keep electing people like Ron and McDaniel's? You reject and, them intellectually, and, and you reject them monetarily, and you refuse right, right. to buy so, into it. Exactly. So why why can't we? How would I go about, or how can we go about starting like our own RNC, like maybe the People's Choice RNC? And take away donations from WinRed RNC. Well, see, I hate that idea. Right. And, that, you know, I get it. And I, I listen, I've got friends and very close friends who are very involved. And I reject money in politics. So for me to give you an answer of beat them at their own game and do what they do and send advertisements to desperate people who want to go back to the way things were when America had a philosophy. Right. I, I don't. I, ironically, I don't think that's the answer. What I think the answer is to support organizations like Convention of the States, support right. Larry Clayman, like FreedomWatchUSA.org, and that's the way you go. And then you'd be surprised at your own credibility in your own sphere of influence. And that's all you can do. And that's something I've always done. This conversation that we have here every night is the conversation I've always had with everybody my whole life. And right. it's important because you make people think and then you make them realize that what if this is all just theater and how in the world could a country that has so many successful small people, businesses, entrepreneurs, big people, how in the world could it possibly be in debt 34 trillion, what, 31, five, the real number is 200 and something. How could it happen? And the only way it could happen is if that wealth was being siphoned off from their very government. So what I want to do is break the government, break their stronghold on our money. And it starts with making people understand government doesn't build the economy. It extorts it. And it has this loyal base of corrupt people. They're in on it, whether they philosophically admit it or not. They're in on it. And to wake them up by saying, you do know you're a useful idiot. You're a useful slave. And these people don't care about you. Take a look at the hundreds of thousands of soldiers. They don't give a rip about one of them. Did you think the 13 that got killed meant anything to this scallywag? He's been doing this for no, 15 not years. No, no, no. So that's how you do it. And you'll be amazed. Just you make your friends think. You make your sister think, her girlfriends. And that's what saves us. It isn't going to be the old whores. It's going to be the young people that refuse to be them. Brother, so stay the, on the line. We're so giving you a shirt. 
And your sister. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What year is this? Talked about the Senate. Wouldn't have talked about this in the Senate. All right, let's go to the lines before I depress you with little Dick Durbin. We'll take a breather from the uh, short in the pants mafia. Jim and Lagrange. Hey, Sean, how you doing, my friend? Good, brother. How are you? Good. Hey, I love that Rob Munn segment, and I think he's okay. spot on with the whole father angle. But I wish you would have factored in the lack of faith that's happening in America as well, because I think those two things together, hand in hand. The lack of faith, the lack of people believing in God, the lack of people going to church, and then yeah. a fatherless home. You combine those two things, man, that's devastating. I think that that is but driving gotta, our society right into the ground, who, brother. Yeah, I get, I get Listen, I like that argument, but I think it's kind of a crutch, and I'll tell you why. You're on the sure. phone with a guy who had neither. Yeah. I had neither. My father and my mother and father divorced in the 70s, way before it was popular. In fact, they were separated. You have it now, though? Years. My father passed away. I'm a father, but I yeah, made but that decision I mean. to be one. And I'll tell exactly. you, I think, I think I am a better father because my parents were divorced. See, it's an individual thing, this idea that we could solve problems. And religion is wonderful if it's wonderful. It's also sure. not if it's not, right? I mean, it's all about yeah. how you intellectually interpret this. And here's the problem we have. We think we're better than our ancestors when we don't realize we're half mm -hmm half the character, half the intellect. These people sure. don't have a philosophy. And I'll make you feel good, though. I'm going to make you feel good because I heard this over the weekend. I sent it to Honey Bunny. It was like I knew you were going to call. The parents are taking the wheel. I have an eight-year-old daughter who is absolutely dynamic, who can do anything athletically, intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally. She is a dynamo. And I don't want a man swimming against her in the pool. The fact is, I don't want her playing against boys in soccer. I don't even let my sons rough her up. Do you think I'm going to let your son rough her up? This is what we're talking about. Policy going back to the parents. Because if you think people who love America are willing to fight for it, you haven't met parents yet. See, and that's important, Jim, because what that man yeah. did, sure, he's a father to his kid, but yeah. he, just, he just showed the world how to father all kids. And that's important because had he been a terrible drug addict, Hunter Biden, the best thing mm -hmm. his wife could have done was to get his kids away from him. So I hate these ideas that we're going to help people by forcing things. We don't force. But what we do recognize is that individuals of character make up for two-thirds of people without character. And we have to stop punishing the people with character. And we are living in an Americanism that's futile. You're punishing people with character in the name of people without. And if you're afraid to say that, in there lies the problem. Because the idea that we would have any other philosophy than what this man just articulated, I have girls. Am I going to let a boy mm -hmm. compete with him over my dead body? And I'm never, not the biggest never. guy in the world, but I'll tell you what, it'll take 17 big guys to get me down. And this is what things have to get back to. You don't even tolerate it. What the frack do you mean? Take off the girl's bathing suit, John. 
Get in the other room. And this is preposterous. And and things have to you have to be willing to to speak the ugly truth rather than make people feel good with the beautiful lie. Thank you very well, much. Well, the insanity Jim. the insanity has to stop. Thanks, brother. Have a great Thank day. You. you too. Dominic Caputo. Sean, how you yeah. doing, brother? Good. Whenever I see a last name, hey. I like that. I I, I I say it loud. Say it. Loud. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Plus, you might be related to the grocery store. I love you, the Caputos. Are you crazy? Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. I hear you, buddy. Um, but hey, I just got off. I got. I drive a bus. I drive a bus for pace. But uh, I just got off, and I heard you talking about Turbin Durbin. Yeah. Little bit. Now. Isn't it uh, now? Maybe I'm a little goofy, but isn't it true that according to the state constitution, that no government official can have a lobbyist in his family because his wife is a Muslim American lobbyist for no, women? It's not a Muslim. His wife is a, a portly uh, Irish person. But here's what you have to understand, Dominic. I She's think you might have been reading the wrong state. This entire state is occupied by politicians whose spouses are lobbyists. What, are you kidding me? Well, are you sure? Yeah, Do me a favor. I'm going to put him on hold, get his information, and have him get it's somebody. I'm going to get, give you the email to the station. Send me the, the, okay. the Illinois Constitution because I think that's a big problem, and that's why all the Republicans and Democrats all have spouses, some portly, most portly, some not, and they're all lobbyists. Now let's l- listen to Little Dick. Mr. President, the state of Illinois is my home. And it holds an important place in the history of the American labor movement. All of us learned the name Upton Sinclair in our early days in school. Communist. The author of the 1906 novel, The Jungle, which told the story of the horrendous working conditions endured oh, by largely immigrant workers in Chicago's so meatpacking plants come in and led to federal regulation. Down. A. Philip Randolph, founder of the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters, one of America's first unions for African-American workers. He was a civil rights champion and leader of the 1963 March on Washington. There's also the story of Mary Harris, Mother Jones. Fat, low-life communist who lived to be 100 years old. Did you know that, Squirrel? 100 years old. I have the only recording of this portly communist's voice. Thankfully, she died shortly after that. She's a communist. Chicago is built on communism. Saul Alinsky was just fluffing her her real legacy. And then she's got a paper. And guess who backs the paper? Guess, you're not going to believe it, Squirrel. Mother Jones exposed a CCP propaganda tool in attack on new federal state of China. Recently, an American news media outlet, Mother Jones, launched a vicious attack on the new federal state of China an organization dedicated to overthrowing the Chinese Communist Party. It has been revealed that Mother Jones is being used as a propaganda tool for the CCP. According to an analyst of the financial status, Mother Jones is a publication of the Foundation of National Progress, which regularly receives millions of dollars in funding from billionaire George Soros and donations from other progressive organizations. So, 
Little Dick Durbin is a senator fluffing a very well-known communist, three of them really, from the Capitol, bragging about Chicago. The dimwit, not just the one in diapers, is in there because of organized syndicates called unions. He's been a bag man ever since Frank Sheeran bragged about him as owning a senator. When it comes to the vice president, not only was her father an admitted Marxist professor, but she is there, not just because of Getty oil money, because at 27, she was the side a action, I cleaned it up, side action for Willie Brown, San Francisco's version of Mike Madigan, only a heterosexual, well-endowed. That's the difference. These Marxist, communist, sympathizing rat bastards don't fool me. They just fool other Democrats. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Fastest show on radio. Are you telling me it's our last segment of 5 o'clock hour? Man, oh man. Greg in LaGrange. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you, buddy? Uh, a couple a couple things. What uh, the esteemed Senator Dick Durbin doesn't tell you is that the people doing the exploitation of those immigrants, in this case it was a Lithuanian immigrant, I believe, was the political class in Chicago. So that's yes. a little that's that, that's that, right. a little bit of a story he doesn't bring up. Yes, but the other yes. thing is when you when you make when you said it's all in how you interpret it and how you act upon the words. Right. Christ's words, Jesus Christ's words are pretty straightforward. It's the, it is the problem of the individual. Yes. And that's what leads me to the, ver the most important point. And while I am a devout Catholic, you know, for good or for bad, what people may think, I am also a devout classical liberalist. You know why? Yeah. Because our rights are conferred from a higher authority. Right. I, I have Political my closest freedom. friend is a very, very religious person. I have I, just don't use it as a Trojan horse of con jobs. Don't use it like a Cleophus dollar. Don't be flying around because now 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 you're making right. it. You, you, now. Now I'm going to spit you out. I'm going to chew you up and I'm going to spit you out. Don't use it as a virtue shield because there's well, just as many things to be ashamed of as you think there are to to, to be, you know, and I'll, I'll, I, let's just do the Inquisition for one. So it's all how people misuse it or use it to its benefit. It's individual, like everything else in the world. Well, here's the thing. As you look at things and as they get corrupted, how do they get corrupted? Because the, the scheme goes on. The bureaucracies grow. Everybody wants the peace of virtue something. And, yeah, it, virtue and character they, is, is a choice, and people have to make it. Right. It goes, as the father goes out, the bigger part of the corruption seeps in. Yeah. That's the beauty of yeah. classical liberalism. I know. It's individualism. It just has it's a lot liberty. less money than the Vatican, Greg. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow. 
20 years, the lies are almost incalculable. The damage, how can it be quantified? What you do know is, technically, the government can argue over a recession. But if you're living through it and you lose your job, it's a fracking depression for you. I hate this notion that we can split hairs on uh, government takeover, backdoor nationalization of the economy. My next guest is a specialist in this field. He's written two articles I want to talk about. I always want to talk about his articles. You know him. He's a friend of the show. His name name is E.J. Antoni. He is also a uh, Heritage Fellow. E.J., how are you? Sean, I'm doing well. How are you doing? You know, I keep thinking there will be a silver bullet, whether it be unarguable evidence of a of a asset of enemies foreign and domestic or it'll be something to wake up my fellow american but then i realize and i remember the welfare trap that was exposed on stossel years ago and how once you are in it you are a willing loyal slave to the government corruption and that is the real explanation for big cities and ghettos that are on the rise as good neighborhoods are dwindling and it's depressing to realize that, isn't it? Oh, it, it is. And, you know, it breaks my heart every day when I have to walk through downtown Washington, D.C., or the times when I go home to Philly and I see what has become of that city just in my own lifetime. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, a 70-year collapse that began in the 1950s. I'm talking about just the last 20 years. It is amazing how much our American cities have gone downhill and have turned into third-world countries and you're absolutely right. It is all because of that welfare trap. It's the welfare trap, and then it's the manipulation of the, the velocity of money by the most corrupt people among us, politicians and the Federal Reserve. And they continue to double down on it. And the reason is, I was watching this weekend as Rashida Tlaib or, or Casio cortez Elizabeth Warren all go out and bang the Marxist class warfare drum. And you realize the people who vote for them are already, they're already sold on it. They're already welfare loyalists, whether they be corporate and in a Brooks Brothers suit or in a ghetto. It's the same fracking thing. Can you pull it back is my question to you. Oh, that's a great question. You know, I, I think you can, but I don't think you can do it uh, by going after those people. I think you have to go after everyone else so that you can wake up everyone else. And then once you can get 51% of the people to realize they're being forced to pay for the other 49, I think that's the only way that you can start clawing this back. I watch a lot of uh, business news. I read a lot of business articles. I have argued with this since the 80s, and I was a young kid because it doesn't make sense. And it's obvious what the government and the Federal Reserve is doing. They're trying and they claim that they bring down inflation all that they do is destroy the ability to consume. You are admitting you're punishing my people by making life unaffordable, and you are then hoping that a glut in supply will bring down prices. How is this even legal, let alone a fracking policy we keep turning to? Well, it's actually not. When you look at the Constitution, it specifically forbids Congress from doing exactly what the Federal Reserve does. But the, the runaround to the Constitution that they devised in, in 1913 when they created the Federal Reserve was to say, well, Congress isn't actually doing this. Congress is establishing 
a private institution, and then we're just going to expect the private institution to do all the dirty work for us. And that's exactly what the Federal Reserve has done. What the Fed essentially does is it creates money for the government to spend that causes inflation, that robs you of your savings, of your purchasing power, your income, etc. And then the Federal Reserve says, oh my goodness, what could have possibly caused this situation? There must be too much money out there. And instead of taking that money back from the federal government, who they gave it to in the first place to spend, they instead turn to the American people. And that's how you get unemployment, for example, because the Federal Reserve is taking so much liquidity out of the private sector that it can't sustain the same level of jobs, the same level of income. And so they gave it to the federal government in the first place, and now they're going to take it from you. So they hurt you with inflation, and then they hurt you by taking away your job. You know, the um, the idiots that vote Democrat, they constantly chant for something they call as antitrust. They hate anything big, which I get because most things big aren't there because they deliver value. They're there because they bought political horse. However, they're always willing to use the Sherman Antitrust Act. Let's break it apart. I don't care what it break it, break it, break it. Big oil, big whatever. Yet they sit there. They bend their knee and they kiss the hand of their abuser. When it comes to the most important thing, the supply, the availability, and the decision in lending money. They let one group decide it all. Can they not be taught how to reason? If maybe we take their own verbiage and say, let's use the Sherman Antitrust Act against the Federal Reserve System, which is not the government. It is a quasi-private company. Yeah, that's exactly right. I've always wondered why is it their their website is federalreserve.gov. It's not a, a public institution. It is a private bank. It is the banker's bank. At least that's what it was supposed to be. But you're absolutely right that, that these people don't seem to understand that nothing is bigger than big government. And the Federal Reserve absolutely should be broken up on antitrust grounds. It was literally established as a monopoly. <laughs> It's so fracking preposterous. But let me ask this. We have in this country the richest people, some of them of character and integrity, some not. Why is it that Bezos, Elon Musk, don't set up a bank, private bank, membership only? Could they do it if it was a membership, a Twitter bank? And they gave loans based on the borrower's ability to pay them back, you know, the old way. And they gave interest rates that were based on how good the people were. You know, the way the country that was the youngest became the richest. And we break the back the old-fashioned way through competition. Because the reality is, for people who have a legacy of being decent human beings, to be thrown into this turmoil where they're paying 24% on credit cards, and if they buy a house, they pay 6.5%, when the reality is they don't have to. They're good people. Make the scallywags pay that and break their back through competition. What would happen if that if, if Elon Musk and Bezos said, ah, we're going to open an Amazon bank and Twitter bank? What would happen? Well, if they were allowed to actually do it, you're right. It would break the back of the system. But the system knows that. And so the system won't let it happen, which is why the Federal Reserve, in addition to its monopoly of printing money, also, not only can it not only is it the only one that can actually issue currency, but it also gets to regulate all of the banks that participate in the system and the banks are forced to participate in the system. And so it uses those regulatory powers specifically to keep out competition 
to protect the big banks, and that is why you have the limited number of large financial institutions that you do. And by the way, every time we get one of these financial crises, which are caused by the Fed, which are caused by the big banks, we don't respond by breaking them up. We respond with garbage like the Dodd-Frank Act, which instead consolidated even more power among (laughs) even fewer financial institutions. It literally is pushing us towards monopoly, not away from it. Something as basic as let's stop allowing lobbyists to write the bills that the political morons vote on. Because what you're referring to wasn't written by Chris Dodd or Barney Frank, who was too busy looking for his underpants. It was written by the very banks and mortgage companies that created the financial collapse. And that is never even spoken. These omnibus bills are not written by politicians. Can we at least maybe go that route academically and say, if you're a lobbyist, you don't write fricking bills anymore? Or is that just ingrained in a society that is too stupid to read? You know what, Sean? It has been ingrained in the establishment of both parties. And the one thing that is really giving me hope right now is in this new Congress, you have a dozen, maybe a half a dozen actual conservatives in the House of Representatives, who, because of the slim majority that we've talked about before that the Republicans have, those few conservatives are basically holding the rest of the party hostage. And I love it because it means that the establishment can't just have its way and bow to the lobbyists all the time. They actually have to listen to the people's voice. Now, even though it's after six o'clock, my audience is the smartest audience in radio. I want to get in the weeds just a little bit because it's crucially important that we focus on how the the decent people who are under this oppression of government supremacy can survive feudalism by Joe Biden and the rest of the merry band of morons. What the GDP showed to me was more lipstick on the pig of our economy. What are the people supposed to really worry about and how can they best prepare themselves in your opinion? Oh goodness. Uh, I, I think a couple of really big takeaways that, you know, were hidden in that headline number Number one, you have business investment is not doing well at all. You've seen residential investment, for example, fall off a cliff two quarters in a row, losing 25% each quarter. Uh, on, on top of that, what you're seeing with businesses, inventories are growing. It's not because they're stocking up because they think the coming quarters are going to just be gangbuster sales seasons. No, they're unable to liquidate their inventories. In other words, they bought a bunch of stuff. And now they can't sell it because people can't afford it at these prices. And so now their inventories are growing unexpectedly. But all these things are helping to to increase that GDP number. Another really good example is that international trade is just grinding to a halt right now. And the way we calculate GDP, we incorporate a measure for imports and exports. Exports add to GDP. Imports subtract from GDP. But because international trade is shrinking and imports are shrinking faster than exports, GDP is actually increasing. So it's not as if you're better off. It's not as if we're producing more and trading more and consuming more. None of those things are true. It's an index of failure. Exactly. That's exactly right. So it, it is, it's like an onion, right? It is stinky layer after stinky layer. And well, you know, this was my argument against uh, Trump policies of protectionism in the beginning. Because what people fail to understand is, I give you this dirty paper, and you give me value. 
A country that imports more than it exports isn't necessarily a country that is bad. In some cases, it's a country of wealth. And if you, you can have both if you take the oppression of regulation off the back of the producer. Now you can have everything, which is what we experienced for a very brief time under the Trump administration and what we started to experience with the boom of the yuppie after the Reagan revolution. But those are the only two economies in the last history that were not contracting because of political who are policy. Is there, in your opinion... Somebody at the forefront that can reestablish that. Because I think Trump achieved that, not all by intent, some by accident. And if the policy of protectionism comes back, you're going to double down on failure. What do you think? Well, I, I, I think that's very, very true. Uh, you know, Trump did a lot of things right. He did a lot of things wrong. And sometimes Trump did the wrong, the right thing for the wrong reason, and it worked right. out okay for the American people. It was uh, great. As, as far as who's going to pick up that mantle, I'm not sure we have a, a front runner in, in that case right now. Can he successfully run for two years, or am I right? And this is a huge mistake. As you give cover and you draw attention away from where it needs to be on the corruption and the failure of the Democrat ghetto builders. Yes, exactly. That that was my biggest fear with with Trump announcing so early. And you know, I'm a monetary scientist, not a political scientist, so take this with a grain of salt. But it certainly seemed like the longer Trump stayed in the background and out of the spotlight, the only person in the spotlight was Biden, and the yeah. only thing to spotlight are his failures. Do you think, as you watch um, Rashida Tlaib complain about the water in Michigan? Complain about the infrastructure. Do you think that people are smart enough to know that they've been paying for it for the last 50 years and the political whores have been stealing the money and spreading it out to their friends? Or are they just waiting for another infusion of welfare? Oh, goodness. I, I think the conservative voters know. I think they've known it for a very long time. But, you know, bringing this conversation full circle, the, the people who are who are on the dole, the welfare roaches, I, I doubt that they have a really good grasp of what's going on or where the money is going. All they care about is that they're getting theirs. And now the corporatist welfare roaches. When you see Wall Street intertwined and married to so many of the Chinese oligarchs that have been bribing politicians and whatnot, can you unwind it without a collapse? Or is it time to just root for the collapse? Oh, I, I, I see nothing wrong with rooting for a collapse. You know, we forget that we have had countless periods in, in American history where you had collapses. And what happens when there's a collapse? Everyone else swoops in to buy things on the cheap at a, at a fire sale. I mean, we, we act as if too Until Dodd-Frank. That's what I'm afraid of. True. I'm afraid of what happened after George W. Bush bailed out the bad players and incentivized them to make this bubble we're living in now. You know, I loved, I loved the boom and bust cycle because it got rid of the morons. However, what we do is we give them promotions. Right, that's, and that's exactly what we saw in the financial crisis, to your point. The bad banks were rewarded. They were allowed to gobble up small banks with tremendous cash infusions instead of letting those failures go under and then letting all of the small players come in and pick up the pieces. It's not as if all of these depositors would have lost their money just because Bank of America, for example, gets liquidated. That's not the case at all. In fact, all of their deposits are insured. Elizabeth Warren, 
made a tremendous amount of money flipping homes. In fact, she became a millionaire doing it. We have a tremendous amount of listenership in Washington, D.C., as we can tell from our numbers in the app. But it seems to be when you're on. Do you think she's surveilling you or me? Oh, goodness. Why can't it be both? (laughs) Fair enough. In the meantime, keep it up, kid. I love it. Your articles are fantastic. The Washington Examiner, Heritage Foundation, EJ and Tony. Thank you for coming on the way you do. I appreciate it, brother. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, before I... I do want to play this. Even though I love this song, Squirrel, lower just a hair. You were on welfare and said, I'm helpless, give me stuff. Yeah, I bought the lie of the left. Everything they say today, poor people are poor because the wealthy are wealthy. My problems are somebody else's fault. America's so racist, I got very lost, very reckless. Criminal activity, drug activity, sexual activity, ended up seven years in and out of welfare. But you were, you were collecting. You oh, were. I was collecting a lot. I was on the long waiting list to get the Section 8, just watching my life spiral into a little dark hole. When you buy the lie that government will take care of you, then you're not going to move into self-sufficiency. And you get then trapped. And when government then begins to reward you for ill behaviors, you are really stuck. It's hard to get out of welfare. I was in there. Freedom lovers understand American exceptionalism. They understand the American dream. They understand what we were founded on, the four principles of traditional living, of, of free markets, of limited roles of government. And so once you grab a hold of that, uh, you can be whatever you want in America. As you could tell, that was from a couple of years ago. Steven Sandwich, Illinois. I'm hungry. Hey, Sean. Hold on a second. Let me get you off the speaker. Hey, thank you. Hey. Yeah. Um, I was calling about the statistics that you gave in the beginning, in the opening of your show. Where do you get that stuff? I tweeted it out. Originally, it was a link off of Bloomberg, and it takes you to uh, Statista, which is a – it, it it's all the numbers from the government stats. You can also get it at government websites. It has all of this. Yeah. Okay. It's shocking. So I can get it at government. Yes. And here's my answer, Steve. If they're raping, murdering, robbing, shoot them all. I have no problem with it. But let's right. not pretend that this is you know this is a case in this particular instance. We can all agree this kid didn't do jack, and he's a victim of morons right. and scumbags and lowlifes, as people are. Right. Some of them have badges, and not all of them there's, work there's, at the FBI. There's no, uh, there's no um, certain certain uh, race and uh, ethnicity or whatever it is that is that is a there's a character a problem. And, and and here's the thing about character: there should have been somebody that said, "What the hell are you doing? You mean to tell me nobody did that?" Somebody yeah. should have said this. The guy whose body camera is on. What are you doing? You watching it? Get in there, brother. Yeah. You know, you got to stop. That was outrageous. Funniest own videos, huh? Yeah, that was insane. Thank you, Steve. Sandwich. Greg in Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. Sean, Kim Fox just dropped charges against R. Kelly, a convicted child rapist, pornographer, and a little life scum. But a good Chicagoan. Prime example of a Chicagoan. Yes. In the meantime, isn't he doing like a thousand years anyway? I don't care. It's just the principle of it. These women were raped by this guy, and they should have their day yeah. in court to make sure the justice is done. 
I, I agree. I'm, uh, you know, he's never going to see the light of day. But I'm more interested in her prosecuting the guys that shot how many people this weekend? Is it 27? 27 and how many carjackings? You know, I listen, I, I, I think she's just doing it for more headlines because you're talking about it, and Peanuthead is distracting from the fact she's one of the Soros assets, an apparatchik of government supremacy, a failure who gets to hide behind race. She's a scallywag. 312. 642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Yeah, that's it. Good, good, good. Thank you. Last half hour. I cannot believe how fast this went. Margin call Monday. We did pretty good, kid. Pretty good. And I didn't play one of the dimwits. I mean, aside from Kamala Harris, but I like it. I like playing Kamala Harris. She got to her position the old-fashioned way. She is a monument to office tramps everywhere. In the meantime, let's go with a little stupid on display. From New York is recognized for five minutes in support of her amendment. Thank you very much. And you know, lastly, uh, this final amendment uh, requires and, and states that we shall not include tracks where oil and gas leasing would be inconsistent with our goals and the goals of the Paris Accords. We know that leasing more land to fossil fuel companies does not guarantee that gas prices will drop, as we've seen this past year, even when these companies... <laughs> Hey, make me a Shirley Temple, stupid. In the meantime, of course it will bring down prices. But see, AOC, Ileana Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden. They never did anything in their miserable lives. Nothing. And they have no idea of history. None. Many of you, I'm sure, recall the howls that went up when we acted to deregulate oil prices two years ago. Remember how you were told that deregulation would lead to skyrocketing prices for the gasoline that fuels millions of American cars and the oil that heats millions of American homes? Well, the evidence is in, and the doomsayers were dead wrong. You don't have to go any further than the nearest filling station to see that prices have gone down, not up, since decontrol, just as we promised they would. The economic realities of the marketplace have done more to bring down the price of oil than all those years of frenetic government regulating. And the reason I played that is because prior to Ronald Reagan was the same Democrat bull dung, the same fascism. The same price controls, all the same thing. Do you think this dimwit has a new idea? Nothing. I mean, aside from buying $3,000 dresses, the socialist, she has no new idea. Have record profits. They do not pass along those savings to their, to their consumers, to customers. You know who else had record profits? You know who else is embroiled in a financial scandal? This socialist moron in $6,000 outfits. Not many people thought it was going to come at the freshman congresswoman, at least one in particular, who, uh, who has uh, burst onto the scene after she beat Joe Crowley in New York. That's right. Uh, the story uh, this morning alleges that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff ran a $1 million slush fund by diverting campaign cash to his own companies. Uh, We're learning this from a complaint uh, from the National Legal and Policy Center. There he is in the backdrop there, by the way. By the way, you think it's unique to this socialist? 
Ileana Omar, who married her brother. As we deal with the pandemic, it can be easy to forget that this is an election year, not only for president, but also congressional and local elections. All members of Minnesota's congressional delegation are running for re-election, including Representative Ilhan Omar. She's risen to national attention as a target of President Donald Trump's Twitter feed, and she has faced controversy over her divorce last year and recent marriage to her political consultant. Our Esme Murphy spoke with Congre- the Congresswoman about her relationship. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar is no stranger to controversy. She's one of four members of the so-called squad, four new progressive female members of Congress that are frequently at odds with President Trump. Last fall, Congresswoman Omar was also named as the other woman in a Washington, D.C. divorce filing. In the filing, a woman said her husband, progressive political consultant Tim Minot, was leaving her for the Congresswoman. At the time, Representative Omar denied she was dating anyone, and Tim Minot also denied the affair. But last month, the congresswoman announced on her Instagram account that the two are in fact married. You know why it's her a campaign problem? continues to employ and pay Minot's consulting firm for work nearly $300,000 in just the first quarter of this year. First quarter of the year, she gave her husband $300,000 as a consultant. That's not all. Meanwhile, federal records reveal Congresswoman Ilan Omar's husband got more than $600,000 in coronavirus relief money for his political consulting firm. Huh. It pays to be in the mafia. Huh? La Cosa Nostra. And it runs the same way. You just don't buy things. Don't buy them. I talked to you before, didn't I? Didn't I say what's going on? Didn't I say not to go buy anything for a while? Yeah, it's a wedding gift, It's from my mother. It's under her name. I just got married. He forgot to put it in his mother's name. What are you going to do? Don't worry. Democrats are in charge. Nothing will happen. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, the, the feds are $100 million in the red. If that, that blows my mind. Uh, the economy's tanking. We'll be lucky if we get a recession and we don't go into a depression. My one, I'm wondering who we're going to start World War Three with, because usually that's in. what happens, and we're about to. We're already in World yeah, War Three. Yeah, I know. And then you know, you think, know what's amazing, Don? All of the hotspots yeah. where we are, we've got ten thousand, nearly ten thousand troops in in Africa. What the hell are you doing there? We're still in yeah, Yemen. We're fighting. We're killing people. Our weapons and our soldiers are killing people for the Saudis, who just signed a deal with China. What? That's why we're killing all these people and fighting the Saudi wars, because they're supposed to continue to fluff up our phony dollar. Not to mention Syria. You know what he talks to Syria? And as far as Afghanistan and the rest of it, what exactly is the policy? But what's the philosophy, Don? You know this. What is the philosophy of America? What is the philosophy of American foreign policy? And I have no hopes for this dimwit Speaker of the House. I'm not buying a fracking word of it, are you? No, no. I think he's weak. I think he's bought and paid for it like everybody else. Please. They just put on a show that they wanted to put in somebody else. But we should be fighting a war south of our border. We should send our military in and take care of the cartel so we can make our border oh, safe please. and our country a little safer. By the way, I got. I just saw. I just Sean, saw a story. I had to take a picture of it. I had to take a picture of it. Let me read it to you. Some uh, asylum ahead. seekers reject New York City's. Uh, terminal uh, shelter accommodations because they said it was bad living conditions. Well, get the hell back to where you came from, you ungrateful bastard. You believe this? Please. You were, you were whipping a donkey three weeks ago. Now you don't like this? Get out of here. Yet. It's just, it's preposterous. And I have no faith. 
in the so-called Republicans. Well, President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy will meet on Wednesday to discuss the country's debt ceiling and how to avoid a default. It will be the first time the two have met since the California... First of all, it doesn't default, you talking mannequin. Put some baby oil on yourself. In the meantime, that's the only chip you got. But McCarthy isn't interested in that, and he tells you so. Republican was elected speaker. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane is at the Capitol with more on all of this. With an ominous deadline looming this spring that could rattle the stock market, the job market, and 401ks from coast to coast, U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy... You know why that's important? That's important because unless they continue to print it up, this whole card game of fraud falls down. It's not important for you, but it's important for the stock market. That's when you know you're living in a con job. And that's why all you have are liars and crooks calling themselves politicians. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'll tell you, one thing I do enjoy about going back to the sewer, I love seeing my in-laws. Love them. Love them to death. The time of my life yesterday. And you know what's funny is to talk to people who are older, to talk to them about exactly what has happened, exactly how the country has transformed into a... uh, neo-fascist, third-world, dictator-run hellhole. And this last three years, man, this is like nothing we've ever seen. But sooner or later, they're going to have to start answering for some stuff. Fatal cardiac arrests in Australia are on the rise. Doctors say COVID's damaging effect on the heart is driving serious cardiovascular problems. Now in Australia, tremendous lockdowns vaccines, ridiculous percentages, 90%. Now they're dying of all ages. Uptick is at least 17%. In some cases, 30, depending on the age group. They're going to have to start answering to the people. America will be the last because we have the strongest censorship by our government. Welcome to today's talk, Sunday, the 29th of January. Now I got a surprise uh, when I looked at this. This is a press release from Pfizer. And we're going to be looking at what this uh, says. Now, um, it's from Pfizer. It was released at uh, 8 p.m. on um, Friday. So someone must have been working late, a couple hours late, out of the office on Friday uh, evening. Strange time to release it. New York, uh, January the 27th, 2023. Allegations have been recently made. So allegations, apparently, have recently been made relating to gain-of-function and directed evolution research at Pfizer. Direct quote from the website, and the company would like to set the record straight. So that's good. Pfizer are going to set the record straight. Now, unfortunately, they don't refer to the allegations that they're referring to. So we really don't know what they're talking about. They could be talking about anything. All we, all we know is that they this say is the beginning. This is the beginning of the undeniable reality that COVID, the vaccine, are the greatest biological weapon released on mankind. And all for money. Where's AOC? Where's the Sherman Antitrust Act? Where's Elizabeth Warren? They're in lockstep because they're whores who've been bribed and paid for. And they're simply the mannequins, the talking whores of big pharma, military industrial complex, whatever you need it to be. As long as you put money in their pocket 
and they could steal it by marrying their husbands and posing them as campaign managers, whether they're AOC or Ileana Omar. Rashida Tlaib, she's simply too ugly to get married. In the meantime, Pfizer still pays her. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Make- and apparently, so was COVID. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone what's going on. You got to probably show them. You got to probably show them. You know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate ourselves so we can probably develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. By the way, now that you're up against the debt ceiling, our Congress, which is neutered because it's feckless, but also because Joe Biden will run cover and veto anything that's passed, you can use this now to expose the greatest biological weapon released on not just America, but the world. You can get some answers, but it's going to take some men and women of character. The majority in the House, Republican majority in the House, will not vote to raise the debt ceiling without significant budget reform. The greatest threat to our country is, and the greatest threat to our national security is the debt. Unfortunately, that's Rand Paul, who's a senator. We're stuck with Kevin McCarthy, who's a pay-to-play political whore with a hairdo like a 1970 lounge singer. Well, face the nation, he wants to cut a deal with President Biden to raise the debt ceiling and prevent the country from defaulting on its loans. There's some wasteful Washington spending that we can eliminate. Mm -hmm. So I want to sit down together, work out an agreement that we can move forward. Is defense spending on the table? Well, look, I I want to make sure we're protected in our defense spending, but I want to make sure it's effective. He's like that singer in the 70s with the sock in his pants. You know what I'm talking about? What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 Tom Jones. He's Tom Jones. Efficient. I want to look at every single dollar we're spending. President Biden has insisted it's too dangerous to negotiate over lifting the debt ceiling and risks triggering a recession. I will not let in. You're already in a recession. Dementia face. Now we'll see if the Republicans can have a little testicle fortitude rather than just a sock in their pants. Don't forget, if you're in San Francisco, ball peen hammers have two balls. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.